0: You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at RosvogluReport, on Instagram at Saints underscore Straight Up, and on Facebook at Straight Up Saints. I'm going to leave the links to all those social media platforms in the description for this episode. Now, it's going to be a little bit different for this week. Um, Obviously, not a lot of Saints content to talk about right now, with the NFL hitting a little bit of a lull once you get past the draft. Um, but I do have a couple of interviews for you guys lined up today. Today's episode is going to be with Saints fullback Mike Burden. Now, remember, Mike was with the team Uh, Last offseason, he competed with Zach Line for the starting job at fullback. Uh, Zach Line ends up winning it. Mike Burden goes elsewhere, goes with the Redskins. And now, since Zach Line retired, the Saints need a familiar face to fill in for that role. Mike's coming along, and he's going to do that. So I'll have a great interview with Mike lined up for today's episode. And stay tuned. Later this week, uh, I'm going to have Delvin on, former Saints cornerback, CFL star. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about his journey through football. Uh, we're going to talk about his new apparel line, The Bro Show, which is pretty cool. Um, so we'll talk about all that stuff later this week. So we'll have some interviews. Hopefully we have a couple more lined up for, for the rest of May. Um, I will keep you guys updated, as always, on Twitter when I do have something new uh, coming out. Uh, but before we get into that interview with Mike, I just want to talk about a real quick subject here um, regarding the Saints. And a lot of people have been asking me on Twitter, you know, Chris, you said... You want to see what Taysom can do as a starter. Does this mean you don't like Jameis? Uh, Absolutely not. That's not what it means. Um, I think with the way those quarterback salaries are shaping up, it's like the Saints are telling you uh, the inside track to winning the starting job in 2021 belongs to Taysom Hill. And if he loses it, well, guess what? That probably means Jameis played pretty well. Um, and, and that would mean Jameis would, again, be on contract for a short-term deal with the Saints. And that's probably a reasonable salary. Um, but I'll say this because I've been listening to a lot of Jameis's interviews. Um, and and I love to hear what he's been saying lately. The talent's there. Uh, the issue is, can Sean Payton live with a quarterback who's going to throw 15, 17 interceptions a year I don't think he's throwing 30 again. I think the 30 interception year is an anomaly, and you look at it, and you're like, holy crap, that's a bad year. Um, But can you bring that number down? Can he throw 15 picks a game? I think you could live with that. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, if he throws 10 picks a game, I think it's unrealistic. The last time Jameis threw 10 picks in a season was his freshman year at Florida State where he won the Heisman Trophy. Um, So I think there's a very... Very good indication here that he's just a gunslinger who's going to throw double-digit picks all the time. He does it every single year in college, did it every single year in the pros. Um, Will LASIK help? Sure. Uh, Does it look like his body is much better in terms of his physique than it was a couple years ago? Yeah, absolutely. And I do think Sean Payton is a much better head coach than Bruce Arians. And that's not even an opinion. That's more of a fact when you look at the resume, you look at the offensive numbers. Uh, So I think it helps. But I'm not ready to just say it's Jameis' job. I'm also not ready to say it's Taysom Hill's job. I'm telling you, um, from an analytical standpoint and from what my eyes tell me, it looks like Taysom's going to get the nod as of right now because you look at the $16 million salary, you look at the fact that he's been with the Saints now for three years, it makes sense. Um, But I will say this, I'd be very happy with the Saints saying, you know what, Jameis wins the job, let him be the quarterback after Drew. And who knows, there's a scenario where neither one Is the quarterback after drew and that'll be very interesting to see what happens there in new Orleans, but without further ado, let's get into into that interview with saints fullback, Mike burden. Now joining me inside the straight up saints podcast is saints fullback, uh, Mike burden. Now, Mike, I just want to talk about, you know, this whole period, this quarantine thing, first off, how are you been? How's your family doing during this time? And just, how are you, you know, keeping yourself busy?
1: No, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, first I want to thank you for having me on. And, um, you know, everything's going really well right now. Right. You, you know, we're in a lot of unprecedented times right now and there's a lot going on. Um, but uh, just following the guidelines, I think is the most important thing, you know, my family and I, that's what we've been doing. Just kind of listen to what our governors are saying and um, just trying to follow those as closely as possible, you know, and, and hopefully be part of the solution and not the problem. Right. And, um, but for the most part, everything's going well. And, um, but how about you? How are you doing? How's your family doing? Um, you know, cause I think it's important that, that everybody, you know, reaches out and ask everybody how they're doing. So, um, I hope you all is well with you and your family too.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely, man. No, every, everything's, yeah. uh, you know, going great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I think yep. the only issue really just not having sports. That's my one complaint. Yeah. Is, you know?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Not being absolutely. able to watch hey, you guys. Yeah. I will say, um, not having sports is definitely, definitely a thing, but, uh, I'm glad they, they've been hearing that last dance with Michael Jordan. That's been, uh, Really great to watch. I don't know if you've tuned into that, but it's uh, it's been really awesome to watch if you've been following that at all, but it's great series so far.
0: Yeah, no, so, I, I've been watching that, so I've got to ask yeah. you actually real quick. I'll ask you since you've been watching it, what's been your favorite yeah. part about it? Has it been, you know, the Rodman side of things? Has it been uh, the business side with front office and how they didn't see eye to eye? What's it been for you?
1: It's To be honest, it's really been it all. You know, it really has. You know, just not necessarily growing up in that Jordan era, you know, a lot of his years that he played, and things like that, like I, I wasn't even born yet, um, you know, or born right around that time. And just seeing his mentality, his work ethic, his drive, um, has just been the most eye-opening thing for me, right? You always hear about it, but to really see how he was in practice, to see how it was in games, to see how he was with his teammates, how he made everybody around him better, um, I think it's just so, special to see um and it's just been it's been great to watch it and um you know i'm just excited for the rest of the season um i have not watched last night yet i was planning on watching those tonight or tomorrow um but i've heard they're pretty uh pretty good with with kobe in there and things like that so um i'm sure it'll be a good one but uh but yeah man i mean just just his mentality his killer mentality man and uh was just has been awesome to see for sure so
0: so outside of the Last Dance, yeah. uh, I gotta bother you because I know everyone's been you know posting on Twitter what they're watching, you know what's going on. What's your right. other go to show outside of let's say watching the documentary that's on ESPN right now?
1: Yeah, so the only other series that I've seen thus far has been Ozark. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that with Jason Bateman, yeah, the main character in there. Yeah, so that's really been the only other series that I've watched over the past few weeks. Um, besides that, in Last Dance. Haven't watched, um, too much, uh, documentaries or anything like that. Um, more so just kind of spending quality time with my wife, um, reading and things like that. So, but, um, but the Ozarks was a good one for sure. It was definitely interesting of my attention and, um, there's, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's definitely going to be a season four. So I'm excited for that when that comes
0: out. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. I'll have to end up checking yeah. it out. I, I want to ask you about, uh, go back to your alma mater real quick. Um, you know, Greg yeah. Shiano's obviously going to be back there now. Yep. Um, I'm sure you've got to be excited about that. How long do you think it's going to take before we see Rutgers back in the picture? Because when you were there, you guys were a contending team. Obviously, they fell off a little bit the last couple of years. But how much longer do you think it will take for Schiano to get those boys running up and, and competing with the Big Ten programs?
1: Absolutely. You know, I think it's going to be a lot quicker and a lot sooner than people think. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's going to be a tough task, but if anybody can do it, it's Greg Shiano one, because of who he is as a person, who he is as a coach, but also because of the coaches and the type of people and players that he's going to bring into that program. So it's going to happen a lot sooner because he's going to change that building and just the sense of what's been going on about Rutgers football, like very quickly. I think I saw something yesterday that, his first recruiting class with everything going on is a top 25 recruiting class already his first one back. So I think it's going to be something that turns around very quickly. And, um, you know, he thrives in situations like this where he's just able to come up on top just because of how creative it is. So I don't see them missing much of a step, um, you know, starting off this first year being a new coach, new players and everything. So I'm excited to see them and, and hopefully, you know, Everything goes according to plan. I'll be able to watch him this year, you know, but uh, just really excited for for Coach to be back and, uh, you know, couldn't be more happy for him. So
0: So I want to talk about you signing with the Saints, going back there for your second stint now. Um, The Saints are one of the few teams that still use a fullback uh, in a good role. So for you, was that like the main point and main reason why you said, you know what, I'm going to sign with New Orleans?
1: It was certainly, you know, a part of it, too. Um, just because they do use a fullback a lot, right? So it's the ability and at least an opportunity for me to showcase my skills and to play a bunch and have an impact and have a role uh, for sure. But just with that, as much as anything is the type of organization you want to be a part of. They're a winning organization. They win, right? They are, you know, a veteran driven organization. They have an outstanding head coach, you know, they have outstanding positional coaches, right? So when you put all that into play, plus the fact that they use a fullback too, to me it's one of the most opportune situations and teams in the entire league you know, as a fullback. So I was really excited that we were able to get something done. Um, can't wait to get back started with them, you know, hopefully sooner than later. But um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's, it's obviously very important that there will be a role for a fullback um, you know, for sure.
0: So when you were first there, obviously, you know, Zach Lyon was on the roster. It was a little bit different. Um, obviously, he retired now, which was a little bit of a shock at first. But for you, what do you think is going to be the main difference between this stint compared to last stint with the Saints?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, I'm going to have to go earn a job. You know, that, that's the number one thing. When, when you come new to a team and, you know, the player behind you, he might have retired, yes. But at the end of the day, you need to go there and you need to earn a job. And that's my, my mindset, um, you know, it's just going to be working hard, you know, being the best player I can be uh, to help the Saints win games, right? So from that mindset and that standpoint, that's going to be the same as last year. Um, you know, and, and, you know, to answer your question secondly, well, I know a little bit, you know, more about what, how the organization is run, right? How practices are run, what to expect in training camp and things like that. So just a little bit more of an understanding of maybe the playbook and the offense, Um, and things like that for my second stint. But most importantly is, you know, it's just an opportunity to win a job and and be the guy. And, um, you know, that's what I'm working towards, you know, (laughs) the day I signed with them, I've been working towards that ever since. So.
0: So New Orleans has, I think many would agree, probably the most interesting quarterback room. you got a future Hall of Famer in Drew. you got a do-it-all weapon in Taysom Hill. And now they add Jameis Winston um, from the Bucks. What do you think about that quarterback room? Obviously, you guys aren't all together right now, but when you get to go uh, in the meeting rooms with the offense and everything, how do you feel about your QB room?
1: Oh, I mean, best in the league. You know, obviously, headed with Drew. I mean, what he's done, what he's able to accomplish for his career is, is remarkable. Like you said you have a 1st out Hall of Famer right in there. Then you have Taysom Hill, who can be a 4 core starter on special teams, go play quarterback, throw a touchdown pass, run for a touchdown pass. He can line up a tight end. He can block. He can do all those different things. Then you have him. And then you have a former first overall pick. right? So you have skill. You have veteran leadership. You have versatility. Um, I mean, you have everything you can imagine in one room on one team. I mean, it's special. And I think it... It just goes back to one, you know, the personnel department, right? The scouts, the GM, the coaches, their ability to get those types of players and just how special that is. And, you know, so you got to give a lot of credit to them. And, you know, it's just, it's going to make our team better, right? So when you have those types of guys, they lift up everybody else around them. So when you, like you alluded to, when you step in that meeting room or that huddle and you see Drew in there, you know, Taysom, Jameis. It just raises that level um, of excellence, and it just makes your team better. So, unbelievable quarterback room, and just very blessed to to be you know part of it for sure.
0: So, like you said before, it's, you know, unprecedented times, and, and it's really weird for everyone, and we have to figure out our roles here. Uh, for you personally, how do you train? You know, you don't have a facility to go to right now. I, I'm pretty sure most gyms are closed at the moment. Um, so how yeah. do you train and keep your, you know, your body in top shape with an NFL season possibly starting on time in September?
1: No, absolutely. Um, you know, I actually had some equipment with me before this even started. Um, I always had equipment with, uh, with myself, with me in my basement, Um, at my house anyway. So I have some Zembells, some uh, bands, um, some kettlebells, and some other things like that um, to be able to get my workouts done. Are they, you know, obviously it's not the same as being able to go to a gym or a facility or things like that, but since they're shut down, you know, like you said, everybody has to do their part. Everybody has to sacrifice in order to get through this, you know, to the other side. So I'm able to get, you know, a lot of my stuff done, which has been great. Um, There's a field, right by my house where I'm able to do all my positional work, my sprinting, my conditioning and all that kind of stuff. So from that standpoint, haven't missed too much of a beat. Um, But when it comes to the weights and things like that, you know, uh, been able to get quite a bit done, you know, maybe not the exact same, but to counter that, just watching more of what I eat, right. Just being more conscientious of what I'm putting in my body, just knowing that I might not have the resources that I would have had, you know, had I be at a facility or something. So, There's ways to counter to make sure you're still, you know, getting in shape, staying in shape and and maintaining that to uh, to get ready for the training camp. So
0: so no one knows if this is going to happen or not, but I'm interested to figure out your take. I actually asked Craig Robertson about this about a couple of weeks ago. Um, How would you feel about playing in an empty Superdome? Because the Superdome is one of the craziest, if not the best atmospheres in the entire NFL. So how weird and how would you feel about, you know, you walk into a Superdome and it's just completely empty?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a great question. Um, it's hard to imagine, to be honest with you, it really is, especially in an environment and a, a, a dome like that, because, like you said, they it gets so packed, it gets so loud. I mean, the fans are absolutely incredible. They're so helpful in terms of, of winning games and doing all those certain, all those certain things. So you it'd be tough to imagine. I mean, I would, you know, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I would love to still do it, right? So, at the end of the day, we're still playing football, you know, what we, we train and what we love to do. Um, but from the standpoint of the fans, it would be a little bit interesting, I think. I don't know, like, would they maybe put in, like, fake crowd noise to act as if the crowd was there? Or would it just be completely silent? Like, I don't know what they would do. Um, I think in either situation, it would certainly take an adjustment. Um, but, you know, we don't have a ton of fans like that in practice. And, you know, when we're doing, like, live situations at practice and stuff like that, you know, you're kind of locked in on, on what your job is and things like that. And oftentimes, you know, you don't really recognize the crowd. You're kind of worried about your job and what you need to do. So, you know, um, if you're able to kind of focus on that, then maybe it's not too big of an adjustment. But I think when you, like, walk out of the tunnel, you're looking up and, and not seeing anyone, I think that would be uh, would be an interesting scene for sure. So.
0: Yeah, look, look. We all hope it doesn't happen, but you know,
1: exactly right.
0: <laughs> whatever happens, we'll we'll take it in stride and everything. Yeah, um, I, no I gotta doubt. ask you. I, I noticed on Instagram, you know, a couple of posts. You had a, a nice make full, uh, fullbacks great again hat. So when yes. are we finally going to see that position get the love it deserves? No, um, you know, I, you know, this is what I think. The position is it's
1: coming back. You know, I really think that eleven out of the twelve playoff teams last year cared a fullback. Two. The two Super Bowl teams both carried a fullback. Um, You know, I think the top six rushing teams last year in the NFL all carried a fullback. Six or seven top uh, rushing teams in the NFL carried a fullback. So I think it's coming back, Um, you know, and I just think it just might not have that notoriety that a lot of other positions have. So it kind of goes under the, uh, you know, just under the radar, which is fine. You know, if you ask a lot of fullbacks, that's completely fine. You know, they're used to kind of doing the dirty work and, not being in the spotlight, which, which is completely fine. So, but, um, I know, you know, you're trying to, I like to wear that hat just to kind of let people know, you know, it's kind of coming back that, you know, the position, and hopefully I'll be able to be part of it. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, a Keith Smith hat. He created those, um, the he plays for the Atlanta Falcons and, uh, you know, he has, he's kind of sent them around the league to guys. So,
0: Hey, hey, I like it. And look, most big runs yeah. start with the fullback blowing up a linebacker and, and then just yep. let them go through that hole. So we got to see right. that happen more often. Now, I got one more question Absolutely. for you, Mike. Uh, yep. It's more of an off the field thing. Uh, can you just tell me about Mike's Knights, the whole initiative you have there? And if, uh, let's say, you can't do what you usually do this summer, how are you going to figure out a way to uh, to get the kids involved?
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, so, Mike Knights, I partner with em- em- Embrace Kids Foundation. Um, so it specifically works with kids with pediatric cancer. So it kind of all started when I was back at Rutgers when I was a freshman. I started going on these hospital visits, these children's hospital visits for community working community service, and I was kind of doing that my entire you know time at Rutgers. I was doing that for five years, and it just really hit home to me to, to walk into these hospitals to see these kids. Just it put things in perspective, right? It shows the true just how awful you know, what families are going through, what kids are going through, the struggle and the fight that they're fighting every single day for their lives. And you want to help out as much as you can. Right. So when I, when I left Rutgers, I told myself, I make it to the NFL, be able to use my platform and I'll partner with Embrace Kids and all the proceeds from my camp that I have every single summer go to the Embrace Kids Foundation, which then leads to, Um, research for pediatric cancer, or it could go to the families directly, you know, because a lot of times these kids are in hospitals all year round, right? So they might struggle to pay for school supplies or tutors or materials and things like that. So these proceeds can help families, you know, take, you know, help with those extra expenses and things like that. So it's a wide variety of help that I try to have for, for these families and these kids. And, you know, everybody in some form or fashion is direct, you know, whether it be directly, related to cancer or indirectly related to cancer, you know, it's there. Right. So just trying to do my part to help families and kids as best as possible. Um, and like you said, you know, this summer it's probably not going to happen, you know, just because of, of what's going on, but I'm not going to allow that to stop, um, you know, the donation and the care and what we need to do in order to get something done. So I've been talking with my agents, trying to figure something out, whether that be virtual, um, you know, over the, uh, over the computers to get with kids or something of of that nature to try to, you know, get something going for sure. But we will do something, um, you know, and when I get that, I'll reach back out to you and then maybe you can, um, you know, announce it on your podcast or something like that. Just to, just to raise the awareness, I would appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to try to figure out something
0: absolutely for sure. Well, please let me know, and I will gladly yeah. post it on all my social media accounts and everything no and on the podcast and get it up there. So uh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. everything you're doing off the field, everything you're doing on the field as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk Saints football and other things as well, Mike. Uh, I hope you and your whole family stay safe during these times, and hopefully I get to see you in a packed Superdome uh, in the fall. But if not, I'll enjoy watching you guys on TV. So uh, I wish you all the best, man, and, and just stay healthy and, and take care of yourself. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much, Chris, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks to all the fans who tuned in. Um, you know, you guys are the best, and uh, really enjoyed my time today. Great conversation. I really appreciate it, and I hope everyone listening is staying safe. hope, Chris, you and your family are staying safe, and, uh, you know, hopefully we uh, get out of this soon. And uh, in the meantime, just stay safe and take care of yourself. So thanks again, Chris. I appreciate it.
0: Once again, that was Mike Burden, the fullback for the New Orleans Saints hopping on the podcast to talk about all things with the team, why he signed for a second stint, uh, what he loves about the locker room, the quarterback room, now that they have Breeze, Taysom, and Winston, um, and what he's doing off the field, which I think is even more amazing what, than what he does on the field. It's it's easy for athletes to uh, you know just do their own business on the field, and that's it, because that's what they're getting paid for. They're getting paid to play football. Not all of them uh, have to do what Mike's doing. Um, and to use your platform for the better, I absolutely uh, commend those type of athletes that do it. Mike's been great. Um, I think he's going to fit right in with this Saints team because you're talking about a locker room that isn't just, you know, funny, um, enthusiastic, but guys that take care of their community. That's why we love Teddy Bridgewater so much because he went to New Orleans and immediately he starts giving. And now you see it with Jameis Winston as well, where he's donating meals to people in need. So it's just so much more um, than being a football player. It's easy for someone like me to say it when I'm just sitting here uh, recording a podcast and talking to you guys about Saints football. But the truth is when you have a chance to help someone you can um, and you take it that doesn't mean oh well you know they had the platform good for them whatever no you should absolutely go out of your way to commend them and i commend mike for the things he does off the field now that's going to do it for this episode of straight up saints um next week uh we'll probably get into more saints content but this week like i told you guys it's going to be more about interviews i have one uh, lined up for later this week with Delvin Bro, who I've spoke to way back then. I'm talking about when he was on the Saints about three, what was it four years ago? Um, I had him on my podcast at the time when it was called Who Dad in NYC, and he was great then. I'm looking forward to chatting with him and catching up uh, later this week. So that should be good and something you guys should enjoy. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Mike Burden. Uh, I hope it was informative, not just for what's going on behind the scenes with the Saints, but just the whole reality of what we're going through right now. I think he gave a very interesting outlook on it. Um, And he's just a smart dude. Overall, great guy as well. Um, And I really enjoyed having him on. I look forward to hopefully having him on again in the future. But until then, guys, hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, And I hope you guys subscribe and stay tuned because there's going to be another episode, another interview coming up later this week on the Straight Up Saints podcast.